Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And we are live. Welcome to The Process. It is Thursday, January 25th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down a seven-game NBA slate. Coming off of last night's eight-gamer, so I hope everybody had some success. Didn't get the dub in prize picks, so I've got two days left this week to pick up our profitable week. Let's hope that happens tonight. If you are here Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Good to be here. Good to be awake and hanging out, breaking down some basketball at the butt crack of dawn. Never fails, never changes. You know where we're going to be. Yes, three three Portlands in the fan best fan duel lineup, of course. Just what we all expected. A big day. Out of the Portland Trailblazers. So fun. So fun. I, uh, no luck yesterday. Got to a ton of Wemby as the slate went on. Ended up losing a little bit more of my Luka as the slate went on. But oh well, what are you going to do? We're here now to break down these seven games. Two games start at seven. Three games start at 7.30. And then we take a little bit of a break until 10 o'clock so two and a half hours you get a little bit of a lag time so you can get your stuff in pretty early then take a little bit of a break before you got to sneak back make your late swaps for the two late games but good morning good morning good morning everybody it's good to see everybody i don't have as much uh, random nonsense to just rant about today so i think we just get it started mostly because i really want to just like, drink my coffee. DJ, happy birthday. How about this? We share a win. You and I both win tonight. Um, But yeah, happy birthday. That's awesome. Well, I think it is about that time. So folks, coffee's here. Hope you have a coffee or a tea a water, or a beer, whatever it is you need. My camera a little blurry. Let's find out. Eh. Yeah, we're good right there. Coffee, tea, water, beer, joint, food, whatever you got, folks. Join me here. Rise and grind, everybody. I know you don't see it, but soon, soon. Cheers. Just as good as it ever is. Oh, it's so chocolatey. So chocolatey. All right. Here we go. First game up for today, Philadelphia 76ers. Five-point favorites in Indiana, 237 total. Last time out, we had some weird stuff going on for Philly. Let's see if that has been fixed in any way. Injury report for today. No Robert Covington. 
No DeAnthony Melton. Q tag on Tobias Harris, which we haven't seen a lot of this season. Uh, Marcus Morris is probable. Jaden Springer is probable. So we are going to reproject this Philly team pretty quickly. We'll get to the answer also pretty quickly. But that Tobias Harris Q tag will, will matter down the line. But to start, we've got 38 minutes to Tyrese Maxey. We've got 35 minutes to Joel Embiid. 13 to Paul Reed. We get Tobias Harris in for 35. We get Nick Batum in for 28. We get Kelly Oubre in for 28. And the rest of this kind of fills itself out. Now we're going to go 24 to Patrick Beverly. We're going to go 18 to Marcus Morris. I'm going to take another sip of coffee because it's so delicious. Mm. Oh, that's glorious right now. Apparently I'm bad at typing numbers in, which is kind of a problem. All right, so we need what? Daniel House and Springer, I guess, a little bit. Maybe something like that. What did House do last time out? Played 23. When everybody but, but all right, when everybody was in on the 19th, House did play quite a bit less. They did go to Morris more, Beverly more. Springer not a part of this rotation in any way. But I don't exactly have a natural spot to soak up the rest of that playing time. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh yeah, they gave. Yes, they've been. They've been running a really weird rotation lately. Like really weird. I don't feel great about giving Daniel House fifteen minutes. So we won't. <laughs> Just the easier way to do it. We'll do something like this. Now, rates, I know I don't have to change because everybody real was in last time out. On the other hand, for Indianapolis. Nope, for Indiana. I do that so much. Stupid football team. Halliburton out. Jalen Smith, questionable. He was a late scratch last time out for back spasms. And then everybody else that could normally be in is in. So we don't have that giant Q-tag malarkey. Hanging over our heads today. That said, uh, this Pacers team is a bit of a pain. You know, last time out, they lost to Denver by five. They basically played like a standard issue bench mob. Although Matherin uh, closed the second quarter over Buddy Heald. I can't imagine that was foul related. Buddy Heald, not that kind of guy. So math, And then they closed with Ben Shepard playing the entire fourth quarter. Started as a blowout, brought it all the way back. Interesting. Interesting. So we got Nemhard starting. He played 27 minutes. We got TJ McConnell off the bench playing 21. These guys never shared the floor. I think we're going 26-22 on them today. I don't really see a path to do anything else. 
I'm going to go up to 29 minutes for Miles Turner, bring Jalen Smith down to 17. I think it's possible we see Pascal Siakam play a minute or two at the four. Toppin played 16 minutes at the backup. That looks fine. We got 34 minutes out of Aaron Neesmith. I'm going to bump him up to 28. Now, the Buddy Heald rotation is really the one that is mildly concerning. If I take that down to 27, we also, I think, need to discount uh, Ben Shepard a little bit. I mean, if he wasn't a part of the rotation in the first half, it makes me hard to believe. Makes it hard to believe he's going to be in it, you know, any earlier. So that just leaves me three minutes of like leftover time. Those three minutes, I'm very happy to just hide anywhere. Isaiah Jackson doesn't really matter. Rates all stay the same too. So this team is projected the way we want it to, which means we can simply just look at it. And the first one up is going to be the Philadelphia 76ers. As we're looking at it now, 11,600 for Joel Embiid, uh, 1.98 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. This is a great matchup. Number 27 ranked defense for the Pacers, number five in pace. I've got Embiid in for 35, 12, and six. You know, it's 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 very obvious that getting to Joel Embiid is something that you'll be happy to do. He is very clearly the priority and has been the best fantasy performer on the planet. Uh, you know, and uh, that can play 35 minutes because we don't really see Wemby do it. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is 8,600. He's... I don't know. I mean, like, I don't mind that price. As weird as it sounds, like, one... 0.16 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. You know, at 8,600, that's not so crazy. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that at all. I kind of want to add a column, but I don't have a spot to add it. And I don't really know what I want to do about that. Because I want to see... Maybe I can do this and make it a little bit easier on myself. Let's pop in two little cells. I need to I need a reference cell for me to see. You guys don't need it. But I want to at least have my reference here. So let's see. Nope, that wasn't the right number. That should be a 12. I didn't even reference the one number that I wanted to reference. I'm that dumb. So 8.6 times 5.4 plus 12. So you're looking for like 58 out of maxi to just be like, oh, I 100% got that right. But, you know, anything in that like 54, 55 range, that's where you're looking to get to for maxi today. No reason that can't happen against the Pacers. I like Tobias Harris if he's in, and I don't even think that I'm projecting him all that well. Now, we obviously had a bit of a sample with Embiid out in the last 30 days, but 1.07 fantasy points per minute for Tobias Harris in the last month. I only have him at 0.94 for the game, but I still think he looks pretty good at 6,600. That is not a problematic price tag in any way. I guess I could just... Add another column right here and get done what I want. Eh, 
Not necessary. That's Philly. It's Embiid. It's Maxi. It's Harris. I do not think on a day like today you're going to be getting to anybody else from the Philadelphia 76ers. From the Indiana Pacers. Now, these guys are a little gross. I think the best option is going to be Pascal Siakam, 7,100 power forward center, you know, in that 1.1 to 1.15 range. But getting that power forward eligibility makes him easy to get to. And that price tag is, at least to me, pretty appealing. Um, I certainly don't have any problem going to a $6,300 Miles Turner. That's a very cost-effective price tag. 3900 for Jalen Smith, if he is in, is a real issue. Honestly, whoever the back... If, if there's one backup center for Indiana, then this is a bit of a problem. Because Jalen Smith is 3900 power forward center, which creates its own issues. And then 3600 for Isaiah Jackson. If either one of those guys is getting full backup center run with the potential of playing in any sort of like foul trouble for Turner, that becomes a very, very, very interesting pivot for a value option. I like Aaron Neesmith for 4,600. We're talking about a very consistent dude at a price tag and position that really helps. I will likely have some Andrew Nemhard. No part of that will make me feel good, but um, I don't mind the price. Mm. Matherin at 5K after seeing him, you know, close that second quarter, play 28 minutes without closing the game itself. Lots to like in this game. No overwhelming priority coming out of Indy, but Siakam, Turner, Neesmith, Nemhard, Matherin, one of Jalen Smith or Isaiah Jackson, all very much looking like priorities. Uh, you guys can't see it, but I just got the pop-up in Excel that says there's updates available. So I'm going to restart Excel quickly and uh, pop that back on the screen. Otherwise, that pop-up just keeps showing up on the screen over and over again. It's so annoying. Um, for some reason, if you just dismiss it, it never goes away. This first game is way better than I thought it was going to be. Like, way better. I didn't expect to like the Indiana side as much as I do. But I think there's a lot. The only scary part about Indiana is that it's a lot of lineup filler. It's not one specific guy. I mean, Siakam is probably that guy, but you, you'll feel good having like one pacer. It's always scary to know like which one of those pacers it is. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we keep it moving. Game number two. Utah Jazz. Seven and a half point favorites in Washington. 244 total. 
Now, for Utah, everybody's just in. Washington on the back-to-back. I won't be touching their rotation without just taking a quick peek at what they did yesterday. I also don't get the sense we're going to be moving anything around for Utah. You know, they got the same guys playing the same stuff every night. I'm happy with the center rotation. I'm happy with the Chris Dunn, Keontae George split. I don't really see anything that I want to change for Utah, and I'm very confident that their rates are good. And then for Washington, take a look at what we had from yesterday. You got 35 minutes out of Kyle Kuzma. You got 37 and a half out of Denny. Standard Tyus, standard Jordan Poole. Bagley played 26. All right, I at least need to see what that looks like. Wow, so they did Gafford foul out? Yes. Okay. So foul trouble for Gafford. He picked up four fouls in the first half. So you got an extra two minutes out of Bagley there. Um, Probably came on a little early for the fifth foul and then didn't get a chance to close. So, you know, feel, I mean, they're obviously very willing to play Marvin Bagley, but I'm thinking like 27-21 makes the most sense for these guys. DeLon Wright uh, only played nine minutes, so I think we can redistribute a little bit of his run that was causing him to pop up yesterday. Where that goes is an interesting discussion. Uh, Koulibaly played 20. I mean, I guess they just went bigger to, like, Denny and stuff because this game, I mean, I don't even know why Denny played as much as he did. I guess we got to bump up Denny. Get him up to 29. What else? What else? I don't really see any other changes here. Um, no, I think that rotation is pretty well set in stone. Okay, let's take a look at this game now. Utah. So, we've got some major awesome plays coming out of Utah today. Colin Sexton is 6,600 on DraftKings. He is 7,700 on FanDuel. Looks fantastic. If you're giving him 29 minutes, which I think is a very real, reasonable projection, he projects very well. We're talking about a guy who, since they've made all of these lineup changes, 30% usage rate, close to a 30% assist rate. He is the best thing we've seen so far. That $6,600 price tag, very appealing, if you believe in 29 minutes, which, you know, is lofty. It's probably a little high. I'm going to change it. (laughs) I'm going to bring him down to 28. And bump up Akbaji by one. 
it doesn't change the fact that he looks really good. So does Jordan Clarkson at 6,200. Shooting guard only, but also projecting quite well. Let's not forget, Washington is on a back-to-back. They're the worst defense and the number one team in pace. This is a fast-paced matchup. You've got Markinen at 8K. I think stands out quite a bit. I think you can roll the dice on Chris Dunn as a value option. I think Kessler looks good. I think Fontecchio looks good. I think you can get to basically everybody that plays for this team except for Akbaji. I don't want much Keontae George, but like on a seven-game slate, it is not insane. But there are multiple priorities coming from Utah today. Multiple. Now, the Washington side... You've got $7,900 Kyle Kuzma, who is now power forward center eligible. That center doesn't really help us, but he does look like a good option. It's still a great matchup against Utah. They play fast. They're not an amazing defense. I think 6,100 for Denny is certainly in play. Playing better as of late. 1.1 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. Uh, You know, you're getting 6,100 small forward, power forward, good flexibility, good matchup. I think you could work in Daniel Gafford still at 5,900. I think you could work in Jordan Poole at 6K with the MPE. He has not been good as of late. 0.85 fantasy points per minute. Not ideal. I think you're getting to Kuzma and Avdia first, and you're pairing that up with really whatever you can get on the Utah side. Utah side looking really nice. I think we'll see them in heavy rotation when we run crunches at the end of this one. All right, next up, Minnesota, four and a half point favorites in Brooklyn, 217 total. Yikes. This one is going to be hard to find an actual good play because of that total. I mean, you've got two games in the 240s and one at 237, and now you've got a 217 game. Like, this will be a tough sell without any major guys out. And I'm guessing. I'm going to end up liking a little bit of Spencer Dinwiddie, so that'll suck too. For Brooklyn, Cam Johnson is questionable. Daron Sharp still out. Uh, Minnesota obviously on a back-to-back. Andrew, thank you. So let's think through this Brooklyn rotation. You get these games out of Dinwiddie where in a perfect world, he plays 32 minutes. In a non-perfect world, he plays like 20, even though the other starters are also getting that time. Creates a situation where it's really hard to prioritize Spencer Dinwiddie. So I'm going to pop him in for 29, DSJ for 19. Um, Who else do we need to move around here? I got Claxton for 32. I almost want to go even bigger than that, but this is a terrible spot. I don't want that dude to show up, but we're going to bump up Claxton to 33. Take Trendon Watford down quite a bit. Get one extra minute on Dorian Finney-Smith. Get... I'm going to get one extra minute on DSJ as well. Take him up to 20. The rest of this, I think, looks okay. I'm nervous about Claxton. I think he's going to pop.
All right. Mm. What am I looking at here? They're not twins. They're not special. John, what are you talking about? Oh, the, are you talking about the mans? Did I miss something? Anyway, we keep it moving to Minnesota. So we haven't seen Mike Conley in the past two days. Oh, the Joneses. Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. Tyus is good. He's like a real rotational guard. I mean, obviously Mike Conley is going to be questionable for today. At least that makes some sense. In theory, you could see Gobert sit, but I think we just have to project. Um, I think we just have to project this team at full strength. I don't, I don't really see any other way around it. I'm going to go to 34 minutes on Gobert, at least for right now. Nas Reed gets the other 14 plus another eight. I'll take Towns to 34. I will take Conley to 29. We get. You know, some sort of minimal rotation to Jordan McLaughlin. And then we get Nikhil Alexander-Walker in for 21. We toss 35 onto Ant. We get McDaniels in for his 32. 21 for Kyle Anderson. And we hide three more minutes. Easy stuff on Minnesota. Obviously, we'll figure out what's happening with Mike Conley a little bit later. So, on the Minnesota side, hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Not much to like here. That low total is really, really difficult. Even the 110, well, 111 implied total for Minnesota is a relatively low level implied total for today. 8,400 for Edwards would be my priority. Towns at 8,200 is next. Gobert is fine. Conley's fine. Nas Reed is not fine. Not a lot. Like, you're not getting a large stand on Minnesota. If you like Edwards, you know, if we get these guys at low ownership, Edwards and Towns will be the guys you look at. On the Brooklyn end, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's 5,200. On days where he plays 30 minutes, you feel really good about that. Uh, so he is a bit of a GPP wild card. $6,900 for Claxton. Given the amount of minutes he's playing as of late, that is very much in play. And then, you know, I like Bridges. I talk about him a lot. He smashed last time out. I think it's very reasonable to want to get to a lot of him today, given the shooting guard small forward eligibility and the price tag. But, I mean, 106.3 implied total. This is probably the lowest implied total of anybody on the slate, which is just gross. There are little pieces of Brooklyn that look good. Their, their, their salaries are starting to come down. Um. The game environment is really unappealing. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. Yeah, I think we're going to see Bridges pop a little bit later just because of his price and position. Next up, we go to Boston. Six and a half point favorites in Miami. 225 total. Boston's got everybody in. Uh, I don't think they did the last time out. Nope. No KP last time. So let's reproject Boston, which is a very easy task. We've had somebody out like basically once a week. You're just randomizing somebody that sits. But for right now, we've got Boston with everybody in. So we go ahead and we give Peyton Pritchard 20 minutes. And we get Derek White to 33. We get Drew Holiday in for 33 minutes. We get Kristaps Porzingis in for 31. 17 to Al Horford. Actually, we want to go like 10 to Luke Cornett. Now we can get up to 24 for Horford. We get Tatum in for his 36. We get Jalen Brown in for his 34. Thirty-five? Eighteen to Hauser? Might be a little lofty. Gotta get Kristaps Porzingis back in from a rates perspective. So, when Drew Holiday, Kristaps Porzingis, Brown, Tatum, and White all start, let's grab some usage rates. Eighteen and four with that starting lineup this season. Good work, guys. All right, Jalen Brown comes down. Tatum comes down. Drew comes down. KP locks in. Derek White comes down. Al Horford can stay the same. Does that match the props? How did Miami lose to Memphis? It's the Terry Rozier jinx, man. You bring that disgusting Charlotte Hornets stuff in the town. It doesn't go well. All right. Boston props. Tatum's at 26 and a half. Got it. Brown at 22 and a half. Got it. Porzingis at 17 and a half. Close enough. 14 and a half for Derek White. About 12 for Drew Holiday. We got this on lock. Four and a half assists for Tatum. Close enough. Browns is fine. White is fine. And Drew is fine enough. So that's the Boston side. Now, for Miami, we kind of need to do two things. We need to look at yesterday's rotation and try to make our adjustments for what we ended up seeing because we did have to integrate Terry Rozier yesterday. So... 
let's figure out what we want to do with Miami coming out of that one. We got Terry Rozier off the bench. He closed. Now, I don't know if we read into that too much, although I do think they would want him to close over Josh Richardson. Highsmith didn't close. They closed with Caleb Martin. I think that's all pretty telling. So, Rozier played 29 minutes yesterday. I find it very hard to believe that we're not seeing something like that again. But if he's coming off the bench, it gets it does get a little dubious. So let's go to 28 on Rogier at the one. I'm going to say that Tyler Hero gets the other playing time at the one. Hero played 37 minutes yesterday. We're going to take him up to 35. Bam. Played 39. He's been playing massive minutes as of late. I would expect him to play 38 in a matchup against Boston. That's for sure. Then we got... Wow, we actually saw Thomas Bryant yesterday. Oh yeah, Kevin Love left the game. I forgot about that. I guess we're going to assume that Kevin Love isn't playing today. So I'm going to give Thomas Bryant the backup center minutes. You know, we could pretty easily pop Jimmy Butler in for 34. We got Haywood Highsmith starting at the four. Played 24 minutes. Didn't play anything in the fourth quarter. Wasn't in any foul trouble, but never closed the second quarter either. I guess like 24 minutes feels about right for what that was. It's just so easy. Like, I don't know where he would lose playing time. So I'm going to pop him in for 24. I think projecting Caleb Martin to look a bit like Terry Rozier makes some sense. So I'm going to go to 28 on him. Duncan Robinson was just like a backup shooting guard. Uh, If I go 16 minutes there. Jay Rich played 18, started, just didn't play after the third quarter. He was actually playing well, too, which is just really weird. So if I give him, he's very live to pick up a couple extra minutes. You know, like 20, I think. And then does Jovich play? Does he, do they just give him seven minutes or something? Replace a replacement rotation for Kevin Love? Maybe. I don't know what we're going to like here for Miami. I don't think we see Hawkes today. I know he was like slowly working towards it. I wouldn't be surprised if we have him with a Q tag, but I'm not going to project him in just yet. Since he's been out for so long, I'll wait until the injury report to add him if he's questionable. I don't like speculating on the second half of the back-to-back. So let's look at this one. Boston. Uh, this is the exact Boston explanation that I've given for basically the whole season. White, Brown, Tatum, Holiday, Porzingis. You can kind of play whoever you want. Is this a good matchup? No. Miami is 29th in pace, solid defensively. Uh, These guys are all sort of priced where they should be. I'd rank Tatum and Drew as my top two guys, but we don't really want much here. And then on the Miami end, look, $6,800 Tyler Hero looks good. Um, That's a good price. So, John P., you were close, but 
6,800 for Tyler Hero, point guard, shooting guard, playing 35 minutes, 1.05 fantasy points per minute. Tyler Hero is an actual priority today. Honestly, as is Bam. If he's playing 38 minutes a night at one and a quarter fantasy points per minute, he looks good in this spot. I had a bunch yesterday. He smashed. I have no reason to suspect I won't have a bunch of him again today. I may be a little lofty on his projection. He's like his points props only at 19 and a half. I'm at 22. That's implying that Bam is going to take the biggest usage hit here. And I just don't know if that's true. Let's try opening that. Yes, I do. I do know that you're kidding. Bam and Hero. That's what I want from this game. Like, Tyler Hero is $500 cheaper than Terry Rozier today. That's appealing to me for a guy that I think is going to play significantly more minutes. I like Hero. He's a priority. Denver Nuggies into New York, 223 total. This should be properly disgusting, too. I'm guessing Denver is just Denver, and we don't even look at anything. Reggie Jackson, probable. Strother still out. There's basically no changes ever to Denver, and today is not going to be any different. So I got these guys in, and I'm more than okay with what I have. The New York side, Isaiah Hartenstein questionable. Mitchell Robinson out. So we just have to re-project Isaiah Hartenstein in, which is pretty easy to do. It's actually a very easy game to hit. Like As I've mentioned before, it's way easier to project these games like Thursdays and Fridays, because I've taken full laps through these teams at least once or twice. So I'm going to get Hartenstein in for 33. We're going to kill Jericho Sims. I don't mean that literally. We'll take Precious down to 16 minutes. 15 minutes, actually. And I think we're pretty well good here. Actually, we'll take Precious down to 14 that won't matter in any way. 30, I've got 37 in for Brunson, 36 in for Randall. Kind of makes me want to go one less minute. I'm going to bring Brunson down. Yeah, very quick. Game. This is another one where I don't expect a lot here. You've got the Denver Nuggets. 28th in pace. You've got the Knicks, 26th in pace. Both teams are top half defenses. The only saving grace here that's making this total get over 220 is the fact that they're both top 10 offenses. So as I look at Denver, you know, it's $5,600 Aaron Gordon, who might be like the best option. These guys look a lot like Boston, just with different talent. Gordon, Murray, Porter, Jokic, all okay. Reggie Jackson, 3,800 off the bench, okay. If With Jokic being 11-3, it's really hard to get, like the relationship between him and Embiid becomes very interesting. Just not a lot to prioritize here from Denver. On the Knicks side, it's not all that different. It's Randall at 8,900, but that is a big price tag. You know, you've got a lot of these. You've got Porzingis in at that power forward center spot. You've got 
Carl Anthony Towns at that power forward center spot. I, like, I know this sounds ridiculous when I say it, but like Kyle Kuzma is an option at a lower price tag for a guy like that. But it's Randall, it's Brunson, it's Ananobi. You know, if you think that he is playing massive minutes, maybe I should be taking a minute away from him right now. I've got him at 38. I'm going to bring him down to 37. Give that extra minute here to Quentin Grimes. But still, Ananobi in play. It's just a really bad game. Two games left. They're both the late games for today. Sacramento is in Golden State. They're one and a half point favorites. 240 total. 10 o'clock start. Sasha Vazenkov out for a bit. So we are going to have to reproject the Sacramento team. Golden State on a back-to-back. We will likely just project them in the same way. So for Sacramento, we get De'Aaron Fox in for 36 minutes. We get Sabonis in for 37 minutes. We get the Barnacle of the Bay in for 28. We get Keegan Murray in for 33. And then we get Kevin Herter in for 27. Malik Monk in for 28. Um, looks like we've been getting JaVale recently. We'll give him eight. We'll get Trey Lyles in for his 20. And then Davion Mitchell backup point guard run. That leaves me 11 minutes. Someone probably steps into this rotation for Sasha Vizenkov. Probably Chris Duarte makes the most sense. So I'll give him those minutes. And that will be Sacramento. No real changes that I see that need to be made. Very easy. Golden State on the back-to-back. I will take a look at what they did yesterday, but they've run mostly the same rotation that they normally do. Warriors beat the hell out of Atlanta. No Trey Young. Coffee sip. Thirty-four for Steph. I think looks fine. Looney got the start. Played ten minutes. Just full bogans. Uh, I think that's a little scary. It is the kind of matchup he's better in today. You know, uh, getting him against. If you're ever gonna play him, like play him against the bonus. But I got to bring that projection down to sixteen. We only got. Like 12 out of Trace Jackson Davis. We got Draymond off the bench playing 22. I think 24 makes a lot of sense here. Clay in for 32. Um, you know, 28 for Pajemski. Play, that's about what he played. 29 for Wiggins. It's about what he played. Could have played a little bit more if it wasn't a blowout. Kaminga, I've got in for 27. He could stand to take an extra minute, get him up to 28. Saric got the start, played 16, never saw the floor again after the third quarter. Uh, I'm going to bring that down to 22. I think we're pretty well good here on rates. Steven, I have to call him the Barnacle of the Bay, man. That was just too legendary. It was too good. 
All right, Sacramento Kings. Uh, it, it's Sabonis at 9,900. Honestly, I, there's a case to be made that Sabonis looks better than Nikola Jokic today. I think Fox looks really nice for 9K. That dynamic between him and like Maxi will be very interesting. And then 6K for Monk. That's a great price. He's got the MPE. He's been playing well. 1.17 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. I got him at 1.1 for the game. Uh, those three pieces stand out to me for Sacramento in this matchup against Golden State. And then for the Warriors, it's Steph at 93. It's Clay at 6,500, shooting guard, small forward. And then it's Kaminga at 5,800, power forward. Those are really the only three guys that I'd be getting to. So that kind of looks like the Sacramento side. For Sacramento, it was Fox. It was Sabonis. It was Monk. For the Warriors, it's Curry. It's Thompson. And it's Jonathan Kaminga. Now we close it out. Final game. Chicago Bulls, five-point dogs in Los Angeles. 226 total taken on the Lakers. On the Bulls side... Injury report, no Zach Levine, Patrick Williams probable. So we're getting the standard no Levine Bulls rotation. That actually makes things pretty easy to handle. Need to get Caruso an extra minute. Need to get Io Desunmu an extra minute. 33 for Vooch seems fine. 15 for Drummond. 14 for Dale and Terry. 38 for DeRozan. 38 for Kobe White. I am very, very comfortable with this rotation. I'm actually going to go to 28 on Desunmu. Otherwise, we're good here. Lakers will be a little bit different. We certainly... Ooh. John P., thank you. Appreciate that. Still working on getting everything set up correctly. Obviously, the Lakers looked a little bit different. Last time out, we had no LeBron James. This time, both LeBron and AD are questionable. Cam Reddish is out. I got to reproject this team for... Um, For LeBron being potentially back in. So let's look now at this Lakers rotation. We go 36 minutes to AD. I'm going 35 minutes to LeBron. We're going to go you know, pretty big minutes here for D'Angelo Russell. 33 makes some sense. We get Reeves in for 32, and then we get Torian Prince in for 30. A lot of this will be pretty easy. Uh, Christian Wood, pop him in for, what, 14 or so? We get Jared Vanderbilt in for his 21, we'll say. We need to get Rui in for... What, his 21, I guess? That leaves me 18 minutes for Max Christie. Only going to go to 16 
And then we'll hide two more on Jalen Hood Shafino or something. Clearly, we need uh, other rates. You'd be surprised to know that when LeBron James is off the floor, the team plays a little different. So in games where LeBron starts, AD starts, Russell starts, and Reeves. Let's grab these usage rates. All right, 11 games with those four guys starting. AD with the old 24% usage rate. That's interesting. LeBron is at 29.5 like he normally is. I'm certainly not going to 24% on AD, but we will go 25. Russell is at 23 in that time. We'll go 22.5. And then finally, Reeves is at 19.5. If I lock that in, I do want to take a look at their props. They're always a tricky team. AD is at 26.5 to the under. So I am a little low. We'll bring that up. LeBron is at 25.5 to the under. That looks fine. They don't have any other props in here at all for anybody. So I will ignore the rest of it. From an assist perspective, Russell's assist rate comes down pretty substantially when LeBron is there. So does LeBron's, oddly enough. ADs actually goes up. And then Austin Reeves takes a little bit of a haircut. I think we're good here for the rest of these guys. Anybody else have any like crazy usage when they do this? Rui's at like 18 and change. Yeah, I think we're okay. Final game done. We zipped through this slate today, guys. Good stuff. Uh, I like DeMar DeRozan for 7,400 in LA. There's got to be some sort of narrative there that people like, but 7,400 small forward, power forward, no Levine. I like it. I don't mind Caruso. I don't mind Kobe White. I don't mind Vooch or Patrick Williams. They all look good. I think DeRozan is the key piece. I am going to look at his points prop now because I assume... I, no, I mean... Points props 22 and a half. I got 23 and a half. I don't think that's a big jump. He's got a five assist prop. That's where I've got him. He's got a four rebounding prop. That's where I got him. Get yourself DeMar DeRozan today in LA. If you're ever going to get him, today's the spot to do it. On the Lakers side, you know, it's AD at 10-2. Looking good. LeBron at 9,200. Looking good. Austin Reeves at 5,900, looking good. D'Angelo Russell up to 7K now, looking okay. That is where we stand for right now, which means you guys know what time it is. It's crunch time. It's the witching hour. Should steal that. Let's grab these projections and let's take a look at what we've got for today, shall we? Thank you guys for joining me. Hit the like button if you haven't done it yet. You get me and Loffy on the strategy show. Bellman and I will be back for the deeper dive later tonight. Prize picks, contenders, you know the drill. Lots going on today. 
269.6. That is the optimal lineup on DraftKings for right now. Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Chris Dunn, Pascal Siakam, Nick Claxton, Tyler Hero, Laurie Markin, and Patrick Williams. Four-man jazz stack, which makes some sense. That's what happens when you play the Wizards on a back-to-back. Colin Sexton was in 48 of those lineups. Hero made 46. Clarkson and Markinen both in the 80s. Dunn in the 70s. Miles Turner and Jalen Smith both showing up in 50%. I don't see anything there that is crazy to me. Like The value for Chris Dunn makes sense on a seven-game slate. Um... You know, the Jalen Smith piece is, look, if he's 3,900 and he can play power forward, that becomes an issue. As we toss some randomness on. Tyler Hero tops the list. But very, very flat. We don't, and I'm not surprised by that, but we didn't have anybody that like reinvented the wheel today. But Hero, Dunn, Sexton, Siakam, Jalen Smith, Jordan Clarkson, Miles Turner, Laurie Markinen, a lot of jazz, a lot of pacers. I, I got Hero and Bam ranking pretty high, but it's flat. We don't have, we don't have anybody that just goes crazy. Highest projected in bead lineup? is 268.8, so eight-tenths of a point off the optimal. Sexton, Clarkson, Dunn, Smith, Embiid, Hero, Fontecchio, Claxton. Probably wouldn't go uh, with that one, but I don't hate it. It's one thing I can say, though, and you'll see it up here. Assuming you see the used column, yeah, you do. If you look at the salary structure... Very hard to get to Nikola Jokic over Joel Embiid today, especially with Anthony Davis there and DeMontis Sabonis. Nikola Jokic is going to look like the odd man out, I think. That is at least appealing in large field GPPs. Let's check out Fandle. Uh, looks like I typed over Joel Embiid's name there. All right. On FanDuel, optimal lineup. We have 287.75. It's the optimal by 0.64. De'Aaron Fox, Andrew Nemhard, Clay Thompson, Benedict Matherin, DeMar DeRozan, Dorian Finney-Smith, Laurie Markinen, Denny Avdia, Nick Claxton. We've got Andrew Nemhard in all 50 on FanDuel, which I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm not surprised by. He's point guard, shooting guard. He's close to a fantasy point per minute when Halliburton is off the floor and TJ McConnell is off the floor. Uh, I get it on FanDuel. We got Markinen, DeRozan, and Matherin all in 90%. Claxton in 80%. Fox in 70%. Clay Thompson in 50%. Now, after we add a little bit of randomness, we see how flat FanDuel looks. Do we have any... Yeah, it's... It really is Andrew Nemhard as my top play on FanDuel right now. I am not surprised by it at all. 
Not at all. 5100 works as a price tag. It's gross. I, I, I completely agree. But I like the positionality. McConnell is next. Then Matherin, DeMar DeRozan, Aaron Neesmith. Pacers looking really, really good on FanDuel. But we don't have a ton of value. Lots of guys, lots of teams on back-to-backs. That will make a big difference as well. I don't have anything else here, guys. In and out, very easily. Quick hour. Seven, 7.25. We got it. That was easy today. Easy work. Ooh, some solution. Taco Bell breakfast with fire sauce. That does sound good, man. That's a that that the fire sauce is the the, the best part of Taco Bell for sure. I don't own a deeper, I don't own an Alonzo morning shirt. I should. I should. I really should. I'm a big Alonzo morning guy. Uh I liked him a lot. My dad had a kidney transplant when I was 11. So uh Alonzo Morning and Sh- and uh, and Sean Elliott both had kidney transplants. So I was very fond of both of those players as a kid because I saw them like doing the same thing that my dad did. It was wild to me. It's incredible what happens when you have like millionaire medicine. These guys are like coming back and playing in the NBA and like it like kicked the shit out of my dad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, big Alonzo morning guy. So yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got, folks. Thank you for being here. Good show. Fun stuff. You know where we'll be tomorrow. Closing out the work week strong. This was the process.